Hey, good morning. We got it half right. Andy's taking the day off today, and as we mentioned earlier this morning, Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction, filling in for Andy. So, if you have especially, you can be any kind of a home improvement question, certainly. But if you have specifically deck questions or decking kind of questions uh, for Luke, bring it on either by phone or by text. That number for either is 651-461-9226. Good morning to you, Luke. Good morning, Danny. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. I hope you are, too. I assume you've had yet another busy week at Lindis Construction. Yes, we've been very busy. Busy, busy, busy with decks. We've had some nice weather, so that's helpful. Yeah, it looks like a pretty good week, albeit maybe Wednesday have a little rain, uh, but much-needed rain. But, yeah, you should do you and your crews. To... Now, how late is it? I don't want to use the word safe, but how how late can crews, generally speaking, depending on the weather, work uh, putting in decks and, 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 you know, footings, things like that? Well, there's two things that slow us down. Um you know, a couple feet of snow, that'll slow us down, and real <laughs> cold weather. So anything, you know, below maybe 10 degrees, uh, and we, it's pretty tough to work. Other than that, if we get a mild winter, a lot of times we build decks almost every day throughout the winter. So uh, weather doesn't affect us really that much. Uh, not like, uh, you know, we're not using any paints or caulking, you know, so to speak. So mm-hmm. for the most part, we can build decks throughout the, throughout the season. What about footings? I mean, what what kind of footings are generally used, or does that just depend on the soil, or, or what's the deal? How do you choose? Well, we pretty much now only use the helical screw uh, earth screws. They're called a screw pile. And we can even put those in in the wintertime. If we have to, uh, we can thaw out the ground. We, uh, or a lot of times if we have a project coming up, we'll insulate the ground ahead of time with what's called insulated uh, tarps to keep the ground from freezing so that it's easy for us to put our uh, our screw piles in. So there's, there's a variety of ways around it, uh, but for the most part, getting uh, those footings in the ground isn't a problem. How do you keep that? What, what's the tarp uh, deal? Uh, explain that a little bit. Well, they're, they're a tarp that gets rolled up. They're, long, they're about 20, uh, 20 feet long and about 6 feet wide. And on one side, they're black, uh, so they absorb heat. And the other side, they look like aluminum foil. And so they reflect. Uh, they absorb heat and reflect heat back into the ground. And so when we, we roll those out, there's insulation inside there, foam insulation. It's about probably four inches thick. We roll that out. Um, it keeps the it keeps the cold from getting to the ground, and it keeps the keeps the ground warm. So oftentimes when homes get excavated, are you going to put a basement in in the wintertime? And once you cut through that the top layer of frost, you can lay these blankets down at the end of each day, and it'll keep your basement or whatever you're trying to keep from freezing, um, hmm. nice and soft, and, and from frozen, so they work really well. They they really hold the heat in the ground, Interesting. And the humidity. Yeah, they work great. All right. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, especially since Luke is filling in today, uh, some deck type of questions six five one four six one nine two two six. You can either call it in or text it in uh, your question. Speaking of phones, Ed is calling in from Bloomington, I believe, uh, this morning. Ed, you're on uh, with Luke Panic. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Three years ago, 
I covered my deck with a Rust-Oleum product called um, Restore, and it's it was beautiful for a couple of years, and now it's peeling off in big plots bigger than your hand. And I wonder how to get the rest of it off. It seems to be almost rubber-like, except where it's peeling. How do you get back to plain wood, which was cedar? Mm-hmm. Well, Ed, well, yeah, Ed, uh, we've heard this before. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to get it all off, and and you, you're probably the best bet um, <clears throat> to rent uh, a sander or have a hardwood yeah. flooring company sand it off so it looks nice. It, it the, There isn't a real good way. Strippers are always an option, but they just they create a mess and aren't that consistent. So I prefer to sand these decks off and then use uh, use a, a penetrating product that doesn't sit on the surface. It seems it seems every product, any latex base or that feels like rubber is usually a latex base uh, that sits on the surface wants to peel off because that wood expands and contracts and the product just can't adhere to it on a, on a floor surface. It's just tough, too tough a temperature change for us. So you're not alone. This happens to everybody who tries this, and uh, you got to get it all off with a sander is what I would recommend. Aside from cedar, that uh, decking uh, that you and I've talked about, uh, that we, we are considering the uh, kiln dried. What uh, w- same same process? I mean, use a penetrating uh, oil stain if that's what you want. Yeah, if you want to keep it looking, if you use the kiln dried material, you, well, first of all, it's nice you can stain it right away, so you're not waiting for it to shrink, crack, and warp. That's right. You can put that's a preservative right. on it right away because it's it, the moisture's already been removed. Uh, but if you're going to use something, yeah, I, I think uh, anything that absorbs into the wood and is a more of a preservative than a top coat is really the best. <clears throat> it does provide UV protection, so it keeps it from fading. But it's just uh, they seem to hold up far better and easy to recoat. When you go to do it again, you don't have to take off all this peeling, flaking product everywhere to get it to look good. It it absorbs, so it's just like you're richening and thickening the coat that was there. Yeah, good good way to put that. Uh, Luke, uh, I'm getting a signal here. We need to take a quick break. Let's invite our listeners to join in on this uh, conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, it doesn't have to be about decks. Uh, Luke has done a number of things, like built his own home, so he he has uh, expertise in a lot of areas. So uh, if you uh, Luke has done a number of things, like built his own home, so he he has uh, expertise in a lot of areas. So uh, if you have a deck question, great. Otherwise, your general home improvement questions at 651-461-9226. in the morning uh, in the Twin Cities. We've warmed up a little bit. We're at 35 degrees right now, heading for 49. Maybe for your Sunday tomorrow, uh, 50. Maybe Tuesday, 54. You stay with us. Here on News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You can call them at 1-800-LEAFGUARD if you need uh, some kind of help around the house. Um, Luke Panic is filling in for Andy Lindis today. Luke, if you're new to the show, is the deck and porch specialist with Lindis Construction, but he's much more than that. And if you have uh, any kind of a home improvement question, specifically today, uh, if you want, uh, tech, uh, deck questions, any kind of a decking question for Luke, 651 461 
Uh, we have texts. We have callers. Uh, Luke, let's get back to it. I think Terry calling in from Forest Lake this morning. Terry, you are on with uh, Luke. Good morning. Morning. Um, I just got a question. What's your opinion when it comes time to re-roof? Would you go with shingles again or would you go with a metal or steel roof? Well, Terry, that's a great question. And it, it depends on a couple of things. Um, your budget, uh, one, metal roofs cost more than asphalt roofs. Um, and I, I think about the architecture of the house. So uh, one of the things that I like about metal roofing is a lot of times, especially on log homes or rustic homes, it looks, it really enhances the look of the house. Two, uh, the metal roofs last, you know, we expect them to last 100 years. So there's roofs in Stillwater that were installed in the early 1900s that are still on houses today. And the ones that the metal roofing that we do today is, is better than that. So it's really impressive. Some of the other benefits of a metal roof is that it reflects the heat uh, and it sheds the snow. So in the summertime, it keeps your attics cooler than an asphalt shingle. uh, And in the wintertime, it likes to shed the snow. Now, that being said, um, because they cost more, sometimes it's a bigger, it's more of a hurdle. So uh, it, I, I, there's a lot of, lot of cases I know in my own house, I put a metal roof on uh, just because I'm so impressed with the way that they work. And, and we like the color uh, that was available to go with everything else on the house. So uh, it's really a personal preference, but there are uh, there are some really good asphalt shingles, too, that last a very, very long time. And when we expect our shingles, we warranty for 50 years. So they can last a long time, too. Yeah, we that have. Your question, Terry? Yeah, she's listening on the uh, on the air. Uh, I I okay. agree with you, and I I wanted to ask you, and I think that's an important uh, 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 differentiation because not every home, given the style, it would look good—a steel roof, right? Not every that's home. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't. And uh, you know, a lot of times, um, a lot of times, we are advising, or I'll advise a homeowner, uh, especially in um, older homes in Minneapolis and St. Paul, we go out to a house in the middle of winter, and we've had some bad winters in the last 10 years with lots of snow, and they've got an ice dam problem where they're, they're losing heat in their story-and-a-half home where you've got that upstairs room that's kind of inside the attic, and it has the little attics on the side and the attic at the top. And those types of homes really struggle to contain their heat in the wintertime. So you see tons of icicles as the house gets warmed up, losing its heat and thawing the snow, tons of icicles. So what we can do, one of the my favorite ways to help a house like that is to put insulative, we put two inches of foam on the outside of the home and put steel a steel roof on it, and we can virtually eliminate their uh, their problems that are related to heat loss, and it cools their attic in the summertime and it keeps the heat in their house in the wintertime uh, because it's continuous insulation rather than these little attics interrupted by framing all over the place. So those are my favorite places to use um, uh, metal, standing seam metal. Unfortunately, a lot of times it doesn't show up until we have you know two feet of snow. Then it, then it really accentuates itself on these roofs. Here's a text, Luke, that, uh, by the way, here's our phone number and text number, same number, 651-461-9226. Uh, listener writes this, our deck boards were replaced 
over 13 years ago with a no-maintenance material. They now cup in the center of all planks and hold water each time it rains. Do you have any suggestions? Hmm. Boy, that's a, it sounds like a, a composite deck board that's gone bad. And yeah. it could have been the way that it was fastened. Um, I don't know. But the most common reason this happens is that a most uh, synthetic decking contains sawdust in it. And that sawdust will absorb moisture and it will expand and contract the temperature and sometimes warp like this, especially thinner ones that aren't full planks. I don't know how to fix that other than you can try and, and, and put additional screws in on each side of that plank near, uh, you know, probably an inch away from the edge to try and fasten it down flat again uh, that may crack it. Um, that once they've done this, they get rather brittle. Uh, so it, it it's probably a situation where they just need to be replaced. Okay. Uh, here's a text that says, do you uh, do restoration on decks? I have a redwood deck that needs repair under the steps and underneath certain, uh, they must be, they say seconds, but I think they mean something else, uh, that are becoming dangerous. All right, restoration on redwood decking needs repair under the steps, and I think they mean underneath certain uh, sections, probably, instead of seconds. Sure. Well, we would be happy to take a look at the deck and see if it's see if it's something that's repairable or if it should be replaced. Oftentimes, because of the condition of the wood, it's not a repairable situation, especially stair systems, especially that are that old are oftentimes not up to minimum building code. So if we start to work on it, we need to bring it up to minimum building code for safety. Uh, so without looking at it, I couldn't say if it's something that is repairable or not. We don't do a lot of repairs. Um, we mostly replace uh, an existing deck or a, or a staircase or put all new railing on it. We don't do a lot of repair work, but um, I can, we can certainly, me or, or one of my teammates could come out and take a peek and see if it's something that is repairable uh, or if it should be replaced. Thinking of the news stories we're all hearing now, Luke, about uh, increased energy costs. I'm thinking about home heating now for our neck of the woods, how uh, it could be uh, pretty costly for a lot of folks. I'm looking at a text that, and I'm not sure if you know the answer to this, but the question is, are there energy rebates available for updating insulation and home ceiling? Well, I don't, I, those change. Um, mm. And I don't know what the current ones are, but um, certainly um, uh, there's certainly that information is available uh, at our office. So if you want to call into our office and talk with uh, anyone in our insulation department, we should be able to answer those questions for you. I don't know off the top of my head what the current rebates are or if there are any. Usually they involve two things. You have to have uh, under a certain amount of R value, meaning that the existing insulation that you have has to be under, let's say, six inches, and you have to add a certain amount above it to get it up to an R value of 50 or whatever it might be. But uh, those do change, and they uh, I don't know at the, at the current time what, what, what's going on. Well, if you, uh, if you, if you as a homeowner don't, uh, don't, don't know what kind of uh, insulation you may have or lack of, 
uh, in your home, it really would be worth it to call Linda's and have them come out. That 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 first glance is always free, and it can make such a world of difference as it did in our house over the years. We had Linda's come in and over the last a couple of different times to uh, to uh, insulate and uh, foam our attic spaces. And I want to tell you what a difference. I'm not sure how, with the increased energy costs now, but it 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 it, it is. It was amazing. I was looking at some old bills from the previous years, and it's it is amazing what it used to be compared to now. And it just it it's worth it, especially if you're going to stay in the house, right? I mean, if you're if you're leaving yeah. the year, it's one thing, but yeah, I, certainly you get to cap, you get to recover insulation costs is is one of the things that you know starts. It's one of the only home improvements that starts paying you back every month. You know, yeah. improving your windows and your doors that leak air. And improving your attic, number one, that leaks the most air, um, starts to pay you back every month. And there's not many things you can do to your house where that's the case. And and a lot of times the most common mistake that I see homeowners make it when they, the last time they put their head in the attic back in 1980, uh, they saw insulation up there. So they think it's good. And, And the way that, you know, having the amount of insulation that you need is really not the most important thing at all. The most important thing at all is that the attic is air sealed properly, and, and it's not the amount of insulation that you have. Air penetrations and air bypasses cause more problems in people's attics than the amount of insulation that they have. So um, that is the thing that I most commonly find that's wrong with a house is not the fact that the, you know they've got 10 inches or 12 inches or you know they've got a decent amount of, of uh, R value. They've just got air leaks everywhere because houses just weren't sealed up uh, over the years how they should be to keep air from getting into their attic. Yeah, for sure. All right, Luke, hang on. We're going to take a break and look at that forecast. If you're just joining us, Luke Panic, who is the deck and porch specialist with Linda's Construction, uh, is answering your home improvement questions. Could it be about anything? But uh, it's Luke Panic, who is the deck and porch specialist with Linda's Construction, uh, is answering your home improvement questions. Could it be about anything? But uh, specifically, you have any kind of a deck, and we're getting even porch questions as well. 651-461-9226. I'm going to alert Judy and Andover. You're going to be first up here when we come back after the weather forecast, so don't go away. Uh, We'll have a look at that weather in seconds here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week in the 9 o'clock hour here on CCO by our friends at Lindis Construction. Uh, Luke Panic filling in for Andy today. He is the deck and port specialist, among other things, at Lindis Construction. Uh, so if you have really any kind of a home improvement questions today, but specifically if you have uh, questions about decks, porches, today is a good day to call in or text in. 651-461-9226 for either your text or your phone calls. We promised Judy in Andover. Judy, be first up here. Thanks for waiting, Judy. What's your question for uh, for Luke? I had a maintenance tree deck installed this summer, and I'm wondering if um, I need to take the snow off of it in the winter. I do not use the deck in the winter time. So sure. The snow- uh, you know that's really up to you, Judy. Um, if you're able and you can get the snow off, it's a good thing. Uh, but there's no evidence that it hurts a deck either to have snow on it. All of the the framing requirements that we build a deck to are 
we factor in what's called a snow load. So we are prepared to handle if it was built to a, a current you know, building code. They, it's designed to handle snow. So you can take it off. You don't have to take it off. Wonderful. Thank you. All right. Very good. Uh, that line is open if you want to phone in and chat uh, with Luke, 651-461-9226. Uh, Luke, you're going to have to help me with this text. It says, do you use, meaning Linda's, PSL or LVL beams for porch additions? Now, what is this text you're talking about? Say, say that first one again. PSL or LVL beams for porch yes. additions. Hmm. I'm not I'm not entirely sure what the abbreviation PSL LVL we use a lot of. And what is that? Are, uh, it's laminated veneer lumber, and it's an engineered uh, joist or beam, and they are fantastic to use because they are every one is perfectly straight. They don't shrink or crack or twist, and they're much stronger than traditional. Uh, Douglas fir lumber or any other uh, SPF lumber. So the LVLs are commonly used, and we use them outside on decks as well because you can get a treated LVL that's um, made of uh, – it's been treated with uh, preservatives so that it doesn't – it's okay for outside use. So we need to make a span further than we can with traditional lumber. So, um, yes, the answer is yes. We use them uh, a lot in porches. Probably the most common place is on above window headers to get the to span from the corners of the porch all the way back to the house. Uh, we're able to uh, remove the roof load from the floor load by using an LVL that clear spans the whole corner to corner of a, of a porch. So uh, it's a great question. We use them all the time. Hmm. Is are they uh, do, the, do the workers your crews uh, work with them just like they would fur, for example? Far as yep, cutting, they're, they're the same as. Uh, yep, we cut them and just like lumber, and they come sized specifically to what you need or the requirement needs. So huh. some of them are three at three and a half inches by nine and a half inches deep. You can get them, you know, five and a half inches to sixteen inches deep. I mean, they make them big. Uh, if you want, a common place to use them is if you only want to have one post on each corner of your po- of your porch, so you don't have that po- post in the middle. Say there's a patio down there, a patio door, and you want to look out. You don't want to see a post in the middle. Oh, yeah. Your porch is 16 feet wide. Uh, so we can, if we use an LVL, we can get that beam to span from corner to corner completely and eliminate a post. We also use steel framing now to eliminate posts like that as well. Interesting. All right. Thanks for that text. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Mike is calling in this morning from uh, Oakdale, I believe. Mike, good morning. Uh, what's your question for Luke? Good morning. I have a 16 by 16 treated deck that's probably 20 years old, and it's so far it's in pretty good shape. I was wondering if it would benefit me if I covered it with a tarp to protect it from the, from the elements during the winter. During the winter. Uh what it certainly isn't going to hurt your your deck if you do that i don't know that you're really going to get a great benefit from it um uh so i like i said i think you could but i don't know that it's going to really benefit it's going to keep the water from going through the deck of course it's going to pool upon the water on top um but i don't know that uh that's necessary at all all right if you have any kind of a uh, home improvement question uh, it doesn't have to be about decks, as we've said, uh, any kind. 
651 Here's one. Uh, it is a decking question, but it's about putting footings in. Can you put footings in now and build the deck in the spring? Absolutely. And we, we do that um, as well, as I talked about before, about how we get through the winter a lot of times um, and, and worried about frost or making it easier so we don't have to remove frost. If there's a deck that's going to be brand new and there's not a deck there already, and we can we can put in the footings um, ahead of time and get out there and, and, and get them in the ground. So that can be done. Now, the challenge with that, Denny, is that have, maybe you've seen this before, where you came up on a deck in the backyard and you just noticed that the post isn't sitting in the center of the footing. It's just it's sitting off center or it's oh, yeah. on the footing or something like that. And you think, well, man, what was this crew doing? What the heck happened? <laughs> well, oftentimes what happened was they put the footings in ahead of time, but it's very difficult to pinpoint that location to get it exactly where you need it. Because a lot of, you know, once you pour a concrete footing in the ground, it's not real uh, flexible. or It's not going to move. So usually we will have the decks framed up and on temporary legs so that we can put the footings in exactly where we want them, so they're perfectly under the uh, the location. Now, when decks are real close to the ground, you don't have the luxury of doing that because you can't get underneath there to do it. But almost all the decks are up off the ground enough that we can put in those footings after the deck is supported and framed and squared up. You know, the deck's got to be square. And then, boom, you can pop those footings in and have them with a plumb bob, and it'd be just right on the money. That's how you can tell uh, if somebody's seasoned or not. Interesting. This uh, listener wants to know, uh, Luke, what is the minimum stair railing height per code? Minimum stair railing height per code. Well, it uh, 36 inches is what we're looking for. Um, is the standard uh, deck railing height for a residential uh, railing. Now, when you get up in the second and third story, we like to go, like on an apartment or a townhouse, we go to 42 inches. The, uh, then the other thing you got to have on a staircase is what's called an ADA, which is a grippable, and, uh, for American Disabilities Act, is a grippable handrail that's contoured within two and a quarter inches. Just like on any interior stairway, you have that handrail you can grab onto and go up and down the stairs. That needs to be the same type of handrail on your deck. And most often where people are missing this is that it, that railing isn't continuous. It's interrupted by rail posts along the way. So... If that's your case on your deck, you need to have a railing on the inside of that that's continuous. So you don't have to remove your hand. You can slide your hand all the way down without removing your grasp and getting down to the bottom. So those uh, and the height of that has to be, I believe, the range it is, it's got to be between 38 uh, and uh, 38 and 34 inches. And that's typically measured from the top of the toe of the riser. So it means out towards the front of the tread, I'm sorry, not the riser, from the tread is where you measure that. Because the height of that varies. If you measure the tread real tight to the riser, the railing's going to be um, further away than if it's from the, the toe, where your tip of your uh, would be on the tread. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Okay, okay. 
Thank you for that question. Uh, let's go back to the phones, Luke. I think Sheila's calling in from St. Louis Park this morning. Thank you, Sheila. What's your question for Luke today? Good morning. I have a question. My brother has a cabin in Atwater, Minnesota, and they have a real problem with woodpeckers pecking on the columns of their deck. And a couple of months ago, I thought I heard a gentleman that had a really good solution to keep them away. A gentleman that had a really good solution to keep them away. Do you remember that, Denny? No, I don't, because we've <laughs> we've always had questions about that and never came up with a real good solution. And I can't, uh, Sheila, I can't remember uh, what you're referring to, to tell you. that. Do you have any idea what the solution was? Any hint? No, I don't. That's why I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be calling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Well, you certainly see a lot of people put owls under there. You certainly right. see people hang uh, uh, wind chimes, uh, you know, and I guess if it's not windy, that isn't going to help you. Um, but they're generally they're what they're looking for is the bugs that are in cedar posts and the cedar's nice and soft. So they, you know, they enjoy that. Um, I can't speak to what the proper way to, um, to get rid of those is. It seems like once they like your house, they like your house. Uh, but, um, oftentimes, uh, I, I have suggested people try one of those night guard lights you remember that company oh yeah sure Jenny, that the uh, that kind of blinks a light uh we've used them at our cabins for uh bears and deer and and also it gives the illusion that there's a high-tech uh you know security system on these remote places so it, it, it deters a lot of different things including humans but uh I, I don't know outside of that what's the best way to get rid of woodpeckers because they are troublesome that's for sure well, Luke and Sheila, if uh, if some listeners remember that, and I'm not sure if it was on this show or other shows, uh, what that solution was, I'd like to hear it. So uh, maybe our listener who uh, knows of that can send us a text and uh, fill us in on that. Because we always get questions about that. I mean, yeah. on, on all our shows, as a matter yeah. of fact. All right. Um, you know what? I think we better take a quick break here. I think I'm being waved at. I'm sure of it. And uh, we'll do a quick break here. We have uh, more questions to get answered here on the Home Improvement Show with Luke Panic here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. And welcome back. To this portion of our Home Improvement Show, Luke Panic filling in for Andy Lindis this morning, answering your home improvement questions, talking decks, among other things. And uh, tell you what, let's do it. Let's grab a phone call before we run out of time. Luke, Dave is calling in, I believe, from Fridley today. Dave, you are on with Luke. Good morning. Morning. My question is, how far above ground the surface of the deck can be built before you need a railing? Uh, generally we advise 24 inches. It varies. Uh, it can vary. Uh, but 24 inches is what we typically look for in some areas. It's 30 inches. Where you in Fridley, I, I believe it's 24 inches. You could check with the, the local, uh, building inspector, but, uh, 24 inches is what you're looking for. All right. Very good, Dave. Hope that helped. Thanks for the call. Uh, this text 
I'll get through it here, and maybe we can. Uh, you can help me decipher it. I want to add handicapped accessible open porch using concrete slab. How do I treat the insulated chipboard rim? Leave the small a small airspace, maybe a half inch foam. Also, aluminum door threshold has a temp two by four. Would that be replaced by just a concrete slab? I don't know if you were able to discern that question or not. They want to add a handicapped accessible open porch using a concrete slab. How do I treat the insulated chipboard rim? Okay. I think what they're they're talking about is the rim that's on the house, and you're adding a slab against that. So uh, how would you treat that? It just needs to be waterproof. So there needs to be a separation uh, with a you know, a, a heavy poly or, or even uh, some of the waterproofing flashing material that we use, it comes in a wider tape. So you can, and then generally we, when we pour concrete, we put a, an expansion joint there. Um, now th- what's tricky about that is if this is a porch that's being attached to a house, it doesn't matter if it's concrete or if it's a wood floor, uh, it doesn't matter if it's on the ground or elevated eight feet off the ground, it has to be frost protected so that it doesn't heave and move because it's attached to a house that is frost protected. So what that means is you cannot pour a floating slab up and connect it a roof to the house. The, you would have to actually dig out a frost wall trench all the way around and do a four foot deep frost wall and then backfill and then pour um cement slab on top of those frost walls if it's going to be connected to a house if it's a floating slab out in the you know it's out in the country on and it's a floating slab then you can pour a floating slab and connect a floating slab to a floating slab but if you're connecting a uh a floating slab to a house you're going to have massive problems okay make sense all right yeah that may that does make sense hope that helped thank you for that uh I think we have time for maybe one more uh, text. Uh, Six-by-six column posts on a cement porch, a little rot at the base. Would it be better to use an epoxy filler or a two-step Minwax wood hardener and then a wood filler to repair? Can you then put an acrylic sealer around the base of the post to seal it? Did you follow that? No. Yeah, I did follow that, and I suspect it's just a, a a cedar post that has a little bit of soft and rot on the bottom where moisture has wicked and, and not been able to dry out. So it's pretty common. The issue with that is if it's not structurally sound, it should be replaced. There's no repairing it. Uh, but if you if it's just cosmetic and say the the rot and the mush is only soft a half inch or in, uh, yeah, you can fill it with whatever you want. It's just not going to, whether it's epoxy or a wood filler, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it's going to be a very temporary fix because the rot is going to continue. And whatever you paint on that is not going to really hold very well because you're putting paint over two different surfaces, a soft wood and then a hard epoxy. Uh, the be- if it's a cosmetic repair, I would suggest that we you fill that loose and then just wrap the post with some type of veneer, either wood or aluminum or something like that to just cover it up because painting it is not going to hold up very well. I know we're almost out of time, Luke. Here's one even I can answer. Does Lindis install LP smart side siding? Yes. Yes. Emphatically, yes. Great stuff. I think someday I'm going to have that put on this house, as a matter of fact, so. 
We'll have to wait yeah, for that call. Yeah, the woodpeckers yeah. don't seem to like it. No, and speaking of that, and I know we have to run here, but we got a call. We didn't want to go on the air just to mention they had the same problem with the woodpeckers. Here's what this listener did. They sprayed the posts and whatnot with insecticide. They said not only were the bugs gone, but so were the woodpeckers. So so sure. if you have a certain kind of safe insecticide spray and want to treat it that way, uh, there you go. Uh, Luke, I'm going to urge our listeners to, uh, if they want to get at least on the schedule, to have you and your crews come out and maybe build a deck next year. That'd be a good idea, right? You bet. We're uh, going full steam. Decks are more popular than ever. Good All to right. get outside get some vitamin D. There you absolutely. All right, one eight hundred Leaf Guard always is the easiest number to remember. Whatever your home improvement question may be, if you want a new deck, you get a hold of uh, Luke and the crews there at Linda's Construction. Luke, always a pleasure. By the way, Luke is going to be with us now. Correct me, Luke. Uh, I think Andy's going next week too. So you're going to be answering more questions next week, right? That's right. It's a double dose. A double dose. So if you did not get your deck or home improvement question answered this week, uh, call in or text in next week, and we'll get it taken care of. Thanks, Luke. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay. Luke Panic from Linda's Construction. Yeah, 1-800-LEAF-CARD. Uh, heading for a high today near 49 degrees right now on CCO Fair Skies. It's 35 degrees.